Lawrence. Paul Goody. Hey, buddy. Wasn't going to try Sir, to match it. I have just bit the inside of my cheek, but that's fine. I apologize to you. I am once again, this time 20 minutes, late to a podcast that I apparently care about. I apologize most wholeheartedly. We're even on the regular day too. I mean, I, I don't want to get into day. I don't want to get into the habit of like reminding you, but maybe I should. Yeah, yeah. No, the uh, the problem is that uh, I I get my routine interrupted, and and all bets are off. All of a sudden, it doesn't matter what day it is. Um, Betty got her ears pierced today at a tattoo place. Was it, is this the first ear piercing? Yep, first time. I had no idea. And and so then after the tattoos, we were um, and it's good too because uh, after the tattoos, Jennifer, I I was like, we should we should go to uh, get you that rice milk that you wanted. She's like, no, let's just go really quick to Walgreens. And so if we had done what I wanted, we I would have been like super late. And because we did what she wanted, we were not as late uh, and that's just the way things work out well if you'd have been super late then i would have been i would have said hey let's screw today and do it some other time yep and i'm glad that i'm glad that we're getting it done hey ben getting it out of the way uh ben gonna get the new guess the news real quick sure Sorry. okay ben what has Microsoft done recently that is uh, of supreme interest to me because of the thing I'm obsessed with at the moment? You are obsessed with the AI art generator mid-journey. Am I on the right track? You're on the right track. Um... Watch yourself because you're about to go down the wrong path, perhaps. <laughs> um, but you are very warm. Microsoft may, I have not heard this, so I'm just guessing out of the blue. I'm guessing one of two things. Uh, thing number one is Microsoft is considering either buying or suing Midjourney. Uh, no to both of those. Microsoft but again, so close. Is considering Let's hear number two. Uh, Microsoft is considering creating their own AI art generator. Ooh, so close, so close. You're getting, you're getting super close. Microsoft is buying another AI art generating uh, platform. Uh, I'm gonna give it to you. Um, <laughs> so, Midjourney has one real competitor in the uh, AI art generating. Uh, market, and that is uh, a little company called OpenAI. Maybe you've heard of them. Uh, they they do stuff uh, besides um, AI generate. I mean, they, they do a whole bunch of AI stuff. Uh, but they have a product called Dolly. D-A-L-L hyphen E. I have heard of Dolly. Microsoft has entered into an agreement with them. They are going to be using Dali for the product Microsoft Designer. Microsoft Designer. And they're also going to be putting it into Bing, the search engine. Uh, which means that if you, this is just, you know, I, I mean, I know they're putting it in Bing, the search engine. This is me talking about how I figure it's gonna work. If you search for images, uh, as an example, I used dog in cowboy hat, it will pull up not just photos from the web of a dog in a cowboy hat, but it will also serve up images made by Dali of dogs in cowboy hats that you will be able to use alongside all the other ones, making, as one article put it, I don't know who, AI art is now the new clip art. I suggest <laughs> that in general, AI art was serving the the niche that clip art does serve it's it's 
it's good enough art for the thing that most people want to do. Like I said, I use it for my D&D stuff. So we're going to find um, it on newsletters published by the kindergarten teacher. Yep, yep exactly. Uh, and, but the thing is that unless they do something really wacky or, or odd, the pictures are going to be um, better. And more varied. And you're going to go, wow, that was made by AI? That's crazy. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, have, I have come full circle. And uh, there's, there's one particular user <laughs> on the MidJourney forums that's made me hate art. <laughs> and I've decided that, that art is now bad. All right. Let's and, hear that. And the reason is because... Um, I said, somebody asked, you know, um, well, well, now with this, you know, Microsoft buying, uh, or not bu buying, but Microsoft working with Dali, uh, is this the death of MidJourney? Is MidJourney going to be done anymore? Because, you know, um, MidJourney, similar product. You feel the um, user base would trans transfer over to uh, OpenAI? Or, the, 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 I mean, the idea is that many of the people who are using MidJourney right now may just stop paying the monthly subscription fee and just use the free version that comes with Bing or whatever. Gotcha. For the things that yeah. And what I said was, uh, I believe MidJourney is going to be around for a while. MidJourney, like if you listen to the office hours and, um, you know, David Holtz, H-O-L-Z, I don't know exactly how to pronounce his last name, but... If you listen to him talk, you know, Midjourney's current, you know, um, the idea that, that the name Midjourney is synonymous with the tool that turns text into pictures is incorrect. Midjourney is name of the lab that has created the tool. And Midjourney is going to continue to innovate and do new things and all that. So you're not paying for the right to, you know, make uh, sentences into pictures. You are paying for early access to the beta products that this, you know, lab puts out. And they talk about sort of new stuff. So I wrote that. And then I wrote um, the, you know, the, the thing that, that, Midjourney has said during these office hours, you know, they're like they're like four hour long marathons where they talk about their process and what they're doing and what their new, you know, iterations of the of the, you know, thing they're working on right now is going to be what they hope to do in the future, so on and so forth. If you listen to that, uh, they'll often say, "I'm more interested in making cool stuff than I am in making money." You know, we've only, you know, scratched the surface. We're taking, you know hits on like a, there was something like uh we're losing out like two hundred dollars a month on our thirty dollar a month subscribers for the servers that they're using and all that and it all kind of comes out in the wash but it's you know they're putting all of their profit back into it so so this person who shall remain nameless even though i know his name and i've looked at his oh it's a he and all this yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, could could you imagine, Ben? It's a sixty-five-year-old white man, um, who who says who's got opinions. Um, he, so so he takes the thing that says they're more interested in making cool stuff than making money. He writes, "Making cool stuff costs money!" Exclamation point, and then talks to me about how innovations cost money. And how everything I'm saying is dumb, and it's a it's a neophyte's idea that um, he used a different word, and it was a fancy word that means novice to think that you that having fun and making money is uh, an exclusive, uh, you Mutual, know, are um, mutually exclusive, mutually exclusive, and how he was in biomedical tech for 25 years. And they had fun and made money, and I'm dumb, and whatever. It's a different mindset. And, I mean, and unfortunately, this, this person only thinks his exists. And the thing that happened next is that he also was talking about how people that use AI art aren't real artists. 
and they shouldn't call themselves artists and only like real art matters and they didn't go to art stuff. school and an idea that i also ascribed to and also argued for and i have done a full 360 because i don't like this guy he single-handedly killed my idea about what art is simply because i don't enjoy the way that he treated me online and that my friends is the middle-aged white man's prerogative on the internet yeah you know you gotta just stop ascribing your emotional state to strangers to jerks on the internet well jennifer put it best um and she said when you white dudes get to be a certain age and she's talking about me and this guy and this is the thing the reason i dislike it so much is because i see myself in him in his arguments, the way that he writes, the way that all of it is me, right? It's just that it's it's turned against me, so I don't like it. He hate me because um, he is me. Right, exactly. She says, you get to be a certain age, and you need all the attention. And that's exactly <laughs> it, right? You go to this philosophy channel, and you write, well, this is what I think is going to happen. Now, it turns out that the difference is I'm right more often than not. Uh, when, when compared to him, but you know, that's only for right now. It'll change eventually. And I'll look back and I'll say, well, like as an example, um, I said that, um, Disney wasn't going to be using AI anytime soon. And I meant in their book publishing thing because, and, and I think I mentioned this last time. Uh, they don't they don't have a stable of artists that are making books for them. People submit books to them and then make the books. So maybe those people will be using AI, but Disney isn't going to be employing them. And someone said, well, you're wrong. And they posted a thing about Disney making using AI for their film stuff. Yeah. And I said, well, this is film stuff. I meant book stuff. And, and after I dealt with this guy, I thought back to that interaction. I'm like... I, I am bad also. Because how do I know? Oh, I wrote I wrote for Disney. Well, great. Six years ago. What do you know now, old man? Nothing. Nothing. So I am hereby apologizing to everyone I've ever interacted with within the last, you know... <laughs> two centuries. Two it's decades. Only been, it's only been two months uh, that I've been on this thing. But uh, anyway, I'm trying to be better. Because people are, people are nice and smart and... You know, everybody has... Like, I, it turns out that I'm one of the older people on there. Although they did say that um, over 40 and under 30 on MidJourney are about neck and neck. The Most most of the users are in are like 33 on average. That's the average. But then you have gaps. And so it's, it's really uh, the guy... Uh, again, David said that he's not sure, but he thinks it's the most diverse age range he's seen in an online community like this. And part of the thing that makes people mad is that you can't do swears or porny stuff and all that in your image searches. Just making you somewhat less diverse. Yeah, well, well, that's the idea, is that he's like, we want to make this a, a safe place for... <laughs> we want to make it a safe our... and inclusive place for everybody, so let's include porn. No, no, that's the thing, is that they, they took the porn out, right? That's, that's yes, the, I am that's aware the whole of that. Point. They, they removed it from their, not just from their, um, their words, but they've actually, in the next version, they've removed it from their uh, trained images. Did I mention that already? Yeah, you you know I, you've mentioned on a number of occasions, many occasions, that that they've, uh, that they've taken it out of their you their cannot set. you cannot say you cannot search for it. They will not serve it to oh, you. Oh no no no! But, I mean that's that's what they are already doing right now, right? Yeah. The new thing is that in the image because there's a huge image set, you can actually Ben go and say, uh, look at have I been trained dot com. Put a put the most famous picture of yourself that you can think of on the internet and see if you are in one of the training sets that they use for AI uh, images. I am not, but uh, when Elephant Met Giraffe is in it, so so they have my images already. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, There's a so, picture of me that's on the uh, internet. That's probably the most famous picture of me. Just from the yeah. film. It's just still from so, the film. So, yeah, you can just look up, have I been trained, and then put your in your picture, and it'll show you stuff that is used to. And if there's a match, the company that is running Have I Been Trained will say, hey, do you want to opt in or opt out of being in training <clears throat> sets? Because we're, we're doing a beta thing where they're going to try to get tools where you can decide. I have chosen to opt in. I, I find it interesting because... And here's the way I'm thinking about it. You're not going to be able to scrub your images off of these data sets. I mean, you can try. It's like deleting something from the internet. It's not going to happen. Exactly. But what I would I would love to see if I'm getting pinged on something, if someone is using my thing, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. What what your art may look like. Yeah. Uh, hey. Or what, what uh, other people's art. Uh, that uses me as an influence. Right. That's what I meant. Uh, speaking of strangers on the internet, Drunk is with us today. He says, Hey, Drunk. I know this is a future podcast, so have either y'all noticed grocery stores been a little light lately? Um, hey, Drunk, do you mean light as in uh, not a lot of people in them, or do you mean light like they're missing products? I'm assuming it's light as in supply chain uh, shortages, labor shortages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. S- s- shelves aren't as fully stocked as they normally are. And what is there is actually a lot more expensive than it used to be. You know, Drunk and I are, are probably both uh, of of a an accord in that we're using the same kind of supply chain for our grocery stores. Because drunk being in St. Louis, uh, Schnucks, one of the largest independent grocery chains, or family-owned, however you want to look at it, uh, which operates mostly in the St. Louis area, um, I have noticed that on occasion, um, you know, it, it, it'll it depend, but they have little signs now that say, hey, we only have this much of this stuff uh, because of supply chain issues. Like, they'll actually make a note about it. This, apparently, Schnook's whole chicken tender section was empty. Yeah, exactly. Um, drunk, I, a I had a, a hard time for a while. Um, hey, Jennifer? Yeah? What was one of the things that, that we couldn't find anywhere uh, in Schnook's, one of the products? Like, for a while, just this one thing was missing. Do you remember what it was? Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese? For Mac a little bit. Mac and cheese, really? Um, Uncrustables for a little bit. I see that. Uh, wasn't there a soda? Beef and flour every once in a while. Um, I think I want to say like like Pepsi for a little bit. Yes, the small cans of Pepsi. Yeah, small cans of Pepsi. We couldn't find the small cans of Pepsi anywhere. Uh, save a lot in Aldi's. Uh, neither of them had to fajita tortillas. Yeah, it's it's just really weird. Some stuff is is missing, and you know. If, if we were, uh, you know, in the 80s, the United States would use this as an example of how our economy is failing. <laughs> but that's another story. That's another story. Um, there is, yeah. It is, it is kind of funny. Um, people still do this. They're like, communism, it's bad. And then they show you're in a store and there's only one type of corn syrup. And it's all the government brand corn syrup. That's like, yeah, but they've got it. <laughs> There's, <laughs> you know, so uh, government cheese is still cheese. Oh man, have we talked? We've talked. Okay, we've talked if a able, lot if about you're that. If you're able to search the internet, look for government cheese. Ben and I talk about <laughs> the different types and the and how when I was a kid there was this sort of woody government cheese. This weird kind of um, fibrous bark-like government cheese that we had at my uh, that's interesting at because my the uh, the government cheese that I tasted, which was uh, at uh, dinner one night, a friend of my mom's when I was oh. a kid, was uh, really super oily. I didn't. I didn't hear. Yeah, Ben said oily. What'd you say, Jennifer? I said that I've explained this phenomenon to you many times. Wait, wait. What was it? What was it? The fa- the American cheese thing. How it was because there was a. Um, it was a. There, there was a flood of the market of dairy products in the fifties. Oh yeah. So the the Ameri- the dairy market. 
was flooded, flood and in so 1950s. The American uh, so government, the American bought, government up bought up. Like we can a hear her. <laughs> and and what what you have is they, it was all warehoused, and so the government cheese that you get is whatever was locally produced to you at the time. That's the government cheese that's there. Uh-huh. So government cheese. There's government cheese that's like Colby. There's stuff that's like a really nice cheddar. There's stuff that's like American cheese. And there's stuff that's like weird Parmesan. So it all has to do with them buying all this stuff up. And then there was a food crisis in the 70s. And people were like, you have all of this warehouse. What the f***? And so the government started... started all right, uh, time goes that. You always, whenever Jennifer starts talking, you always should mark the time code just so that you know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that makes sense, and that, that that explains why our government cheeses tasted differently because we grew up in different yep. geographic areas. And I think as you have you as you <laughs> have pointed out, Ben, there's another. What's that, Jennifer? LBJ's war on poverty. In fact, I LBJ's war on black people. I think we have said. Um, the same sort of thing uh, in a previous episode. <clears throat> Look it up. Compare it. Tell us if we're wrong. Oh, and also, uh, what what episode has this been? 347. I am not wrong. Let it be known. Uh, episode 347. If people uh, are looking for just my audio on some old hard drive <laughs> that they expect I was buried with whatever. It is gone, nuked. This is uh, akin to uh, how in the BBC there are some tapes of uh, Doctor Who that are missing because they were taped over. Uh, yeah. So it's never to be seen again. Uh, we got rid of one of our computers and the hard drive was wiped. <gasps> uh, and... On purpose, we did not save all of my audio because who needs 33 episodes of just my side of this conversation? Can you imagine? Mid-journey, once they get into that sort of thing. They're not, not going to, I don't think they're going to do audio. AI podcasts. Yeah, I've, they, they've already stated that they're not that interested in doing audio stuff. It is interesting, like when they hint at stuff. Uh, um, sorry, I brought it up. Did you ever make nachos with your government cheese? Asks. Drunk. I did not. Um, we only had government cheese at school. I had tacos with our government cheese. I had uh, cheese sandwiches with our government cheese, but it was all it was all bad food. The food that I got at my grade school, which is Trinity Lutheran School in Edwardsville, Illinois, still in operation. Probably the food is better. I hated the food. And I will talk to anyone from the administration who's still alive, including my mom. My uh, mom's an administrator? My adopted mom, uh, who is now retired, but was a school teacher there. Um, She also had to eat the food, so I'm sure that she... She would probably describe it as not that bad, which is Midwest nice for, yeah, not very good. But yeah, I hated it when I was a kid. Um, oh, are these? These might be Betty's earrings. Anyway, she got some earrings um, from her. So this is what happened. She got some earrings from her grandpa, uh, Jennifer's dad, and... Uh, she didn't have her ears pierced. And so she wanted to pierce her ears anyway. And she's like, well, now's the time. So we went and got it pierced at a tattoo place, which is the way to go. Why um, Why is a tattoo parlor a good place to get your ears pierced as opposed to like one of those booths in the mall? Like Claire's or whatever? Yeah. Um, they care a little bit more about the aesthetics of the thing. They know what they're doing. And they know what they're doing. Because they do piercings all day long. Not whereas, just ears. Whereas at another place, you know, you're you're mostly a retailer and also pierce people's ears when they come in for it. And you know, at some place like at a tattoo parlor, you got somebody who is who is uh, uh, you know they 
that's their job, right? They work at a tattoo parlor. They, they've hopefully they've been trained to do this kind of thing. You get somebody declares. Yeah. I'm assuming it's going to be some like maybe a, a high schooler who's working for. Yeah, I think we're talking about. Yeah, we're we're saying the same thing. It's like some high school and a summer job. Yeah, and and Jennifer's saying yeah, all the hygiene stuff that you're supposed to do and all that. Yeah. Tattoo parlor people are already doing all that. Like you said, Ben, we're all, we're, isn't it great? We're all saying yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, there's a, there's a tattoo place, uh, on my walk home that has, uh, the, uh, it's open to the sidewalk via windows. You could just, as you're walking, just walk in and see somebody getting tatted and, uh, still, still have no, no desire to get a tattoo. Like I said, the tattoo that I got um, was for a prank, and I still love it. <laughs> uh, for a prank? Wait, you don't remember this? Just a well. I mean, I've, you've probably told me this story at some point. I'm going to tell you. First years. of all, Ben, do you know what my tattoo is? I want to say it's uh, like a uh, like a pentagram or something. Oh, you're so close! It's like it's a it star, the- of some sort. It is the eye in the pyramid, Ben. The eye in the pyramid. The, the mark of the Illuminati. Yes. And the reason that I got it, I was in the United States Air Force. I had a roommate who was super into conspiracy theories, uh, who would watch videos that I could not. I could not stop him. I was. We were in a shared living space. Watch videos that are all about. How the Mormons are actually Satanists, or you know, uh, people from India are trying to teach your children witchcraft and stuff like that. Just tons of, you know, uh, the the far the the far right kind of um, conspiracy theory sort of stuff. Circa the 1990s, the mid 1990s, and so. I was I was on leave. I was at uh, my college town, Columbia, Missouri, and my friend Tim Kern, who was just starting out uh, as a tattoo artist at the time, which is insane because if you look up Tim Kern and tattoos now, he is uh, amazing. And he's like, "Would you like a free tattoo?" And I was like, "I gotta have tattoo. live people to practice on." I don't know what I would... Oh, wait. Yes, I do. And so I asked for the um, the Eye in the Pyramid. And I let it heal. Kept my shirt on all the time, whatever. And then eventually, once it was healed, I waited until I knew he would be home. My, my roommate, back when I was back in the Air Force, I knew when I knew he'd be home. And I... And I walked out of the bathroom with my shirt off in a towel. He looked and said, what's that on your arm? And I looked him dead in the eyes and I said, we've been watching you for some time. <laughs> and how did he take he, to that? He refused to come back to the room. <laughs> I got the room to myself. Yeah, that's a good way to get rid of a, a roommate. Yeah. And later on, he... Um, he got in trouble. I I can't say I can't say that. That's that's the story. That's the story, Ben. After the story uh, that I just told, something else happened, which I will tell you off the podcast. Looking forward to it. But in the meantime, we have a request to see the tattoo. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. All uh, right. This is my tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Now Tim would be very very yeah. uh, upset. Definitely looks like something from a newbie. Because he... Oh, no, 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 no. It's actually very good. It's actually very good if you look at it. When I say he'd be upset if I showed you, it's not because of the quality. It's because it has not been retouched since I got it in the 90s. So it's faded. And he's been asking... Every time I see him, he's like, please let me work on that. And (laughs) I I have not. Can't go all George Lucas on my tattoo there, Tim. Well, no, and that's not it either. Um, it's it's that it it is good to get your tattoos retouched. I, however, if have been busy every time that he asked, and now we don't live in the same place anymore. 
Ah, yes. Uh, for a while, we for a while he lived in Seattle. Oh. So, he is he still? Is he still? In here? fact, you might have either he lived in Seattle or he visited Seattle. No, he's not. He's not there anymore. I don't know where he lives now. Um, he Seattle, Portland, New York. He he moved around. Chicago, maybe. See, okay, this is the hard part. He has a twin brother named James. And I thought, this is the other reason, I thought it would be cool to have James redo it. Or, or to touch it up. Because then I would have had a tattoo from both of them. And it would have been the same tattoo, and it would have been kind of cool. Worth more um, on, the, on the open market. So, you know, uh, back and forth. Um, but I haven't talked to either of them in a very long time. They're both very cool, though. I like them. So yeah, yeah, but that's uh, yeah. yeah. So I still have it now. Now every once in a while, <laughs> I will, I will think. Wait a second, am I in the Illuminati? Because maybe that's it, and this story is just a made-up story that I tell uh, so that people don't know that I actually got it in a ritual. Uh, but pretty sure that the story that I remember and tell is the correct It's one. is not the, the brainwashed, implanted memory they've given you to, to hide your identity. Exactly. I mean, there is... there. I, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Sometimes when a uh, telemarketer calls me, when I get a cold call, or when a um, scam artist calls me and says that they need to look at my computer, uh, I do the thing where I'm like, am I being activated? And they say, what? And I said, I was told that someone would call me and tell me that my computer needed to be fixed. And that was a sign that I was being activated and that we can start the mission. <laughs> so I'm just clarifying, am I being activated? I've... And then they'll say, well, no, I don't. I'm like, right, I shouldn't have asked. Okay, <laughs> keep your eye on the news and then I hang up, that sort of thing. I've never there, got. That's really funny. Uh, I've never gotten a cold call to, from anybody asking or telling me that there's a virus on my computer and I need. Really? To, yeah, never got one of those. Here's here's one of the other ones I like. Um, they, they, if we can, let's do a little role play. Um, your your job is to get me to to run a command on my computer. And you're okay. calling. Okay. Uh, is this Mr. Paul Good? Yeah, that's me. Hi, my name is Ben. I'm with the West Coast uh, Digital Security Agency, and we've discovered that you have a virus on your computer. Did you? Were you aware on, that you had a virus on your computer? On my computer? Yes, on your computer. Your I don't. Your I Windows don't have machine a computer. computer. Do you mean Dave's computer? There's a computer in the house that has a virus. That's Dave's computer. All right. Do you have access to Dave's computer? Is Dave home? First of all, do you have access no, to Dave's Dave computer? No, Dave isn't here. All oh right. yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not supposed to use Dave's computer. Well, Dave might like this if you help him out, and I can tell you how to help him out. You don't even. I'm helping need to, Dave. Yeah, you don't even need to tell Dave you did this. You can just uh, do it, and it'll be our little secret. Oh well, secret. I'll let Dave. I'll let Dave know. I'll let Dave know because he, right. he he doesn't want me touching his computer. So I need you to get rid of this virus. I need you to run a command on Dave's computer. Do you know how to run a command on a computer? Okay. No, I'm looking at the computer now. Are you in front of the computer? Are you on the yeah. Windows home screen? On the what? Are you on the home screen? Are you on the desktop? I'm, I'm is at there Dave's a, desk. Is there a... Is the computer on, sir? Oh, like the... Yeah. Uh, no. Can you no. turn the computer on that. for me, sir? Okay, how, how do I do that? Do you Let know where the, the mouse? Do you know where the computer is? The actual yeah, computer I'm, box? Yeah, I'm in front of the, com I'm in front of the computer. In you're in front of the monitor... Do you, is it's attached to the box, the computer? It's uh, it's it's all one thing. It's all one thing. So behind the monitor, there's a button or an indented circle that you just have to push to turn the computer on. Okay, I've pushed the button. Ah! <laughs> it's on. 
And then I just go through that. And then, of course, it's it's this. How long? I mean, how long? Why does... is there? They they will stay on with a long time, and then they get really mad and they swear at you. Oh, I forgot to do the whole. If we don't fix this, I'm going to have to pay a lot of money to my employer yeah. because this is my problem. I need to fix this. Um, my family is hungry. We, my family can't afford to lose this money. And a couple of things will happen. Uh, the one thing I like is um, I find a video of me sleeping on Dave's computer. Um, another one is Dave has like illegal stuff on his computer or... Well, that's how we got the virus. Know, yeah, exactly. That's um, and then the other thing is depending if it's not about computers, if it's about something else, well, I'll do it with computers too. Uh, is that I am? This is one that I don't know why, but there's a character that I like to play where I am the foreman on a job <clears throat> site, like I work construction. Yeah. And none of the men respect me, and I'm trying to keep order on the site. And I'll and I I'm not going to do it because I'm swearing, right? Right. Yeah, when yeah. I do it, but there's a guy who's joyriding on the forklift, <laughs> and I'm and, and I I keep apologizing, and then I'll and then I'll turn away from the phone, and I'll just swear and everything, and say I don't care who your dad is, you can't joyride on the forklift. I'm going to get in trouble for this. You know that sort of thing. So. And stuff that we used to do when I was a kid uh, during prank calling times uh, before Star 69 and all that. Now, yeah. you've called me. You've called me, sir. It is not illegal for me to waste your time when you called me. Right. I've seen so. a bunch of videos of people on who like are able to access the scammers' computers and like security yeah, systems. Yeah, that's and, fun. Yeah, it's it's very cathartic. It's fun hearing all of the scammers just get so irritated. Yeah, I also like the ones where um, uh, it's a police officer who has been called. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and the one time that it was somebody who was a news person who happened to be like doing a news thing on it, if that makes sense. Just happened to be doing a news report on. Well, I think what I think calls. what it was is it happened to them, and they recorded it, and then they did their segment around it. I don't know if I really want to like. I, I'd love to just like play with it. Uh, with a scammer like that to just like string them on that sort of thing but that's my personal phone number i don't want them to like yeah. mark it and be like oh this guy's an asshole well and the other thing is that you cannot underestimate the person on the other end of the line because uh in fact i'm going to invoke jennifer here for a second hey jennifer yes what happened to me when I decided that I was smarter than the Scientologists and I was going to make fun of them to their faces. You became uh -oh. a Scientologist. I, I worked for the Scientologists for like uh, a couple of months. And I actually had to join the Air Force. To get uh, away from the Scientologists? Well, well, not really to get away from the Scientologists. Because here's the thing, Ben. The Scientologists, and, and you know, if there are any Scientologists listening, I hope you will agree with me on this. Scientologists um, are... Again, smart people, and they can recognize when me, at the time when I was, you know, working for the Scientologist folding pamphlets, that I was not a great fit for their organization. Like, like I was not necessarily someone that you wanted around. Right. I'm a lot better now. Um, but and I and I I've stated this before. I'll state the state it again. If you are a bad person. If you are having tons of problems and you're hurting people and things like that, the things that the Scientologists can teach you and and do to help fix you actually could be beneficial. Tread carefully. It's, do you really want to be pro Scientology that, on this podcast? I'm not I'm not being pro Scientology. I am saying that how do I say it? Uh, that I'm saying they're good people and they can help you. Um, am I saying that? Uh, you just said that. <laughs> I I feel as though so, okay. Even Edward agrees with me. 
I believe that Scientology has helped people. Is Scientology right for everyone? Probably not. But I, I do believe that there are some people who have been helped by it. And I know that sounds crazy, but... Um, Putting that in know. the show notes. Is Scientology for everybody? <laughs> um, Leah Romini no, but, may have notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, and that's the thing, is that who are you going to believe? Uh, me, a guy who folded pamphlets in St. Louis... For the Church of Scientology, or someone who was raised in it and then left, I ask you. I actually like, do. I trust. I do have a close friend who is a child, a, a child of Scientologists, and spent really spent their like up to the age of like twenty deep in the cult, and has just recently been able to feel safe renouncing Scientology. Apparently they yeah. are very they are they don't like it when you do that. Oh yeah, yeah. And let me let me let me be clear. Um, when I say that they can help people, it's not people that they don't like. <laughs> yeah. um, so the, and, and and that was I guess that would be one of the qualifiers is that you know you you would be in there. Like like you wouldn't leave. Yeah. I'm just saying that your quality of life could improve depending on what it was starting out. That's all I'm saying. Um, but don't take my word for it. <laughs> Here, read this pamphlet. <laughs> no, no, don't take my word for it. Don't join Scientology. Um, unless you believe it's right for you. And why not ask a Scientologist if it's... I'm, no, I'm sorry, Ben. I, I am... I am the Goody Lawrence. No matter what I say, no matter what Paul Goody <laughs> says, the Goody Lawrence podcast is not encouraging people to become Scientologists. That's the name of this I know. episode. Harsh, harsh <laughs> stance. We are not encouraging you to be a Scientologist. You know how we like to be uh, topical and in your face. Yeah. Uh, what was my other really harsh stance? Donald Trump may not be the greatest president, I think is what I was on record as saying. Um, may not be the best president. Perhaps fascism. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Stephen, Stephen called me out because I said something to the effect of perhaps fascism isn't the right ideology for most people. Something to that effect. I don't remember exactly what it is, but my live and let live is, is really yeah. something. Sounds like oh, something Stephen would which, call you out on. Speaking about which, um, we are now in the midst of, you know, voting times are happening pretty soon. 2022 uh, midterm have, elections. I have signed up for um, voting by mail. And people around here were surprised to discover that, that it was possible. Voting by mail is standard, is what normally is done in Washington state, that most people vote by mail. Washington State, Oregon, Alaska, and maybe more at this point. But the last time I looked into it, it was those three states. And the reason, I, oh, Colorado. And the reason I remember this is because one of our very first podcasts, we equated voting by mail to the states that also had legal recreational marijuana use. Hey, yeah, because who's going to go there? Um, so, so the interesting thing about all this is, of course, uh, Debbie Ming Mendoza, that's our um, person who does voting stuff. Hey, Jennifer, what is Your the actual title? Secretary of, of State. Ming Mendoza? Uh, county Clerk. County Clerk. Or County, county clerk. clerk. So our county. Uh, this was an initiative that she started. Um, and so one of the things that I had to do, and Ben, you'll be uh, probably pleased to know, that I had to... I had to put in a party affiliation if I wanted to get all of my ballots by mail. And so I am now a Democrat, according to our... Uh, Did you only have two choices, or was there an independent field as well? There was not an independent if I wanted all of really? the... Really? Yeah. Um, as, as we know, I, I uh, stopped being a libertarian... Uh, the moment, uh, 
Vermin Supreme uh, lost the presidential, uh, uh, what do you call it, primary for the Libertarians. And even then, I wasn't really a Libertarian. I was a, huh, I wonder if Vermin Supreme can get on the national stage guy. Uh, turns wanna, out, no. I'm going to read you this. There's this meme that's been going around, so that, has been, that has gone around about Libertarians and how um, uh, all cats are Libertarians. Uh, they're Ooh. completely dependent on others, but fully convinced of their own independence. That's that's nice. Although a, a cat um, can actually be independent um, if you got an outdoor cat. But the the one other thing is that I really need to let our listeners know I'm now 50 years old. When I was in college, and I know this is going to be hard to believe, but it's absolutely true. Being a libertarian was something different. The the kind of um, joining of libertarianism with uh, the love of big business and, and deregulation um, in service of big business rather than in service of the individual was a shift that happened slowly but has completely happened. For a while, libertarian wasn't just Republican who smokes weed. Libertarian was... Hey man, no laws. I'm crazy. It well, was and the that's, loony party. That's not surprising because you know the two major political parties have gone through a polar shift in the last fifty years, and so I'm not surprised that the the ideology of a, of another uh, you know particular political stance has shifted. This is a better this is a better description of the house cats as libertarians. They're convinced. Yeah. They're convinced. House cats. House cats. They're convinced of their fierce independence while utterly dependent on a system they don't appreciate or understand. That's nice. I like it. Um, yeah, so, and I, w I, I wish I would could remember the two different, there are two different types of libertarians. Uh, and I don't remember the type, <clears throat> the two different types. They have names. They have names of, I think, people. George like and actual, Bob. Like actual people and their, their views of libertarianism. And the one that won out is the one that is, um, you know, I'm not paying for roads, I don't care, you know, that kind of, you know, thing. Everyone everyone is always like, I'm not paying for roads, I don't care, but it's a different way of not caring. That's the only way I can say. What are, so what, so the, the, there's a radical form of this, the, the, the name of which escapes me, but it's the people who don't recognize any sort of authority at all, like free citizens Anarchy? or something like that. Not anarchists. Oh, oh, geez, oh, geez. You're not, you're not talking about um, sovereign citizens, are you? Sovereign citizens. I am talking about sovereign yeah, citizens. Yeah, that that is a great example of <laughs> of um, of the the difference. I think. So, well, no, actually, you know, now that I think about it, I mean, Alex Jones. I know this sounds weird, but when the when the movie Waking Life came out. Alex Jones is in that film. And it's all about... I have hey, Alex Jones on a DVD in my closet? Yeah, watch it again. Watch it again. <laughs> I don't want to Alex anymore. Alex Jones is in a movie that was like, hey, man, lucid dreaming is cool, and everyone is a cool person. Try to turn on a light to see if you're awake or not. Yeah, exactly. See, this is the thing, is that is that his... So you can actually chart libertarianism's you know shift... By just watching how his career shifted, it's the same sort of, sort of thing. Uh, crazy. Anyway, um, so I'm a Democrat. Um, Congratulations. And this is something that Jennifer pointed out to me. Uh, which, by the way, uh, you can't see Jennifer because the uh, the camera is pointed towards the ceiling. And we don't have permission. Uh, but uh, she is, and I think that she won't mind if I mention this. Walking around, perhaps naked, in the living room. No, Why would you tell us that? Oh, uh, because I'm old and I have hot She's having a hot flash. Uh -huh. Oh, uh, is it that time already? We're we're gonna be fifty this year, Ben. Yeah. In 2023. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We are crazy. The old we have and lived. Just for me. Menopause is it is very early that I've gone through menopause. Uh, Jennifer early, that is unusual. has noted that she has gone through menopause early though. So yeah, Fair. get it out of the way is what I say. Yeah. Um so 
The big thing... Oh, that's right. Um, so we've got about 10 minutes left. Um, do we want to hit up... You know, Are we going to make this a regular segment where we talk about our past performance art stuff? I doubt it, but why not, you know? Yeah. I mean, there will, there oh, will be so, weeks, months, where we just don't do it. So anyway, the thing that I was going to point out is that... Um, in our neighborhood in Edwardsville, um, we have Democrat signs out in front of our house. Most of the signs are Democrat. And then occasionally you'll have like one Republican, uh, you know, people sign out. And it is very odd about how my brain just goes, oh, watch out for that one. Like it, it really is, yeah. you know, tribalism. Happening inside my brain. I was I'm trying to be better. I was in Sammamish yesterday filming an interview, uh, an interview at somebody's house. And it's a nice, you know, development. It's a a suburb. The houses are huge. Um, Mm. And it's out in the, you know, it's out past Redmond. It's the east side of the Puget Sound. And I was actually surprised at the lack of political signs that I saw. And I was—I've come to realize there's probably an HOA that limits political oh. signs and flags because there was none. Absolutely, Absol- yeah. That makes, not even a, that not even like sense. a Black Lives Matter sign or everybody's welcome here or Trump or anything like that. Nothing. Yeah, probably HOA. It, the one it thing kind I'll of say, felt like a movie set, honestly. How plain and terrible it was. Hey Ben, there's a. TV show you should check out. It's actually a documentary called uh, Glitch of the Matrix. If you feel like you're living on... No, so, so here's... I have seen this that, is the basic, This is the basic thing, is that um, the reason I mentioned it is because if those signs were not out in front of those uh, folks' places, and I was just meeting with them, and I was talking to them, whatever, I would have no such apprehension. Yeah. Right? Nothing in their demeanor, nothing in the way that they talk, anything like that, would put us at odds with one another. And I find that very interesting. Right, because the the sign tells you where they stand on certain issues, and these issues are in in polar disagreement with your stance. And certain issues that we would not talk about if we were to meet and talk because we have an HOA of the mind. In the Midwest. Who's hey, that? Uh, Paul Goody, Brendan Healy just showed up. Hey, Brendan. Brendan Healy. Come over and say hey, hello man. to Paul Goody. Hey. We're podcasting and live streaming, so do I have your consent to see you on my live stream? Oh, no, I'll sue you for everything you're worth. All right. Hey, I knew Paul. it. Hey. How's it going? Healy. Very excited to see oh, you. Oh, you can't. <laughs> here, listen to Paul. Oh, like, oh, you oh I'm just saying, saying it's really nice to see you. I haven't seen you in so long. It's You're been ages, ages. Exactly the same as I last saw you. I take that as an insult. Pretty I incredible. Was much less fat when you saw me last time. <laughs> I don't think I, so. I want it noted this fat was earned. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. The You. You've oh god I hate to say it I, you've paid the iron price for for that <laughs> sir um, uh, and iron in terms of blood work maybe high blood pressure I don't know there's got to be something there that's something wonderful that's there. wonderful oh one would one would think that maybe you're a writer sir Howard mm. Howard things many people disagree with you on that hey I'll I'll fight them bring them over <laughs> um, so so I, I assume that you're here for some sort of business some sort of yep. a Explain, uh, please tell. I'll explain. I'll explain. Everyone, uh, Annex and Stephen and Ben were being really awesome and was letting Pony World Theater rehearse here for our next show, so that was fantastic and we really appreciate it. But we left all of our crap here <laughs> for a couple of days, so we're coming in and we're stealing it to move it to another theater, and where we'll pile our crap there. So yeah. So, um, does Pony World Theater have a have a thing that people can go look at? Any sort of a, a presence? Let's talk what about it. What a great it. professional question. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's like your podcast and then your broadcast, and you know what you're doing here. Uh, <laughs> www.ponyworld.org. That's our website. We got a show that opens in two weeks from tomorrow. It is called Not Our Town. It is a crazy, delightful. Uh, mind-breaking experience for the artists involved. 
oh. we because we have a we're doing like a deconstructed take on our town, right? But tons of new material, tons of uh, antithetical, or it would seem antithetical to our town material. And every night when the audience shows up, they take a live survey about several scene options and style options. Yeah. And then winning votes, we do that version of the show that night. So there's literally thousands that. of possible combinations yeah, yeah, yeah. for the whole night. Ben, you know me. This is well. Ben can't hear me. Ben, uh, this ben is can't hear. Right ben does not know I, you. I wish, I wish I lived in Seattle so I could go see it. Is it streaming at all for anybody? It is yeah, I, not, unfortunately. Yeah. Hey, that's what we like about theater, though. The people who <laughs> are live. here get to see this that. thing. Exactly. <laughs> it's ephemeral. You, you got to get A what you can. A different show theater. every night, come every night, get used to being surprised by what the exactly. numbers Every tell. night is opening, every night is closing. That's what it is. I have a question for you. This is a this is an odd question, but um, you know this is human directed, right? Are you a are you a role playing game person at all? Have you played them in the past? I, that sort I, of thing? a little bit, a little bit. I don't want to pretend that I have done because, more or know more than I. Because there's a there's a thing called the dice tell the story, um, which is which is fun because you know you fail. When, when at a critical moment, or you win at a critical moment, and if you if you trust that the story that emerges is very nice and organic and things like that, but going off of the audience's survey, imagine the highs and lows of the people sitting there when the thing's coming up, and yeah. they're trying to see, and then when it hits, ah, that there, there are definitely scenes that some of the actors are excited uh, to do whenever they can. And there's some they're terrified of because they're so complicated. So they are, they react, uh, right? They are a living ensemble. So they're on stage when they get the survey results. They're not backstage. They're not waiting. They step on stage. We project it onto a screen live. And their reactions are genuine. (laughs) Man. About what's going to happen to them. I cannot, I cannot stress this enough. I wish that I was there to see this. That sounds amazing. Um, and, and I, I, you know, obviously break all the legs, everything, uh, that I'm not supposed to say, I'm saying in the opposite way. Uh, thank you. And, and yeah, that's, that's, that's really awesome. I was going to talk about what we, what we did, we can let you go, but, uh, instead, uh, yeah, this is, I I think, I think this is a good thing to end it on. In fact, I'm going to tell Ben that. When he okay. uh, when he gets the headphones on, so thank yeah, ben, you so much Ben's for being arm here. is getting this tired. Is... He's holding the <laughs> yeah. camera at a particular <laughs> angle, and you can see how the blood is coming out of the fingers. Nice. So, and What's since that? my stage What's manager that? is waiting for me, so yeah, yeah oh, we can let and, you go. And, uh, Brennan, Jennifer Pratt says that she misses you. Oh, that's so sweet. Hi, Jennifer. That's so sweet. Please give my love Miss to Jennifer. Face. Miss your face, she says, just in that cadence. All right. All right, big we, hellos to you both. Take care. Yeah. Thank you so much for the chance to blab at you. Oh, yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm going to go move some awesome. stuff. Yeah, yeah, do it, do it. All right. Thanks, All right. sir. Take care. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brendan. So I think that that was, a, that was a great diversion, and we're almost to the end of the show. I don't think that we necessarily need to need to do our thing this time. Let's uh, talk about... No. Oh, let's talk yeah, about no, that we really don't. quick. That, that, was a, that was an awesome... That that right there is one thing that I love about Annex, the <clears> fact <throat> that that you gave a, a space for that show because the show sounds awesome. It oh sounds yeah. Like something yeah, yeah, yeah. I really would love to see. Um, and not unsolicited. This is we did not. Uh, no one asked us to talk about how cool uh, not our town is. Oh fuck! Really? Shit. What? I would love to have been in. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer says that she would have loved to have been in that show, um, which yeah, it's. It, I don't know. They got it. It's there's a thousand different variations, and so it's a thousand it, it's a, different variations. Definitely is an acting challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe uh, there's even more. I mean, Healy was telling me about it yesterday. Maybe there's like thirty thousand variations or something like that. Is that right, he, uh, Brandon? Technically. Technically. I won't tell the actors. 19,000 plus. 19,000 plus different variations of the show. That is amazing. Yeah, and that's that's the thing about numbers, Ben. They seem big, but if you break them down in the right way, eh, 
wasn't very manageable. <laughs> and with that, I believe we're all done for today. Yeah, speaking about very manageable, let's end this show <laughs> as easy as pie. Just kiss the, kiss the ground. Yeah. All right, Ben. Uh, it was great talking to you. I will talk to you yeah. again. I uh, once again apologize for missing. Don't uh, let it happen again. The beginning. Well, I. I, I if you if you were <laughs> talking to the again. conductor, I, I would I would you know say it won't. But I should I should maybe I should maybe try harder, and I will. Ben, I'll talk to you more later. There's something we were going to talk about afterwards, so stick around and. And yeah. I don't remember what it was. So we'll I may be able to remind you. All right. Well, anyway, until then, right. Paul, I implore you to keep it wrong. Ben, keep it wrong. And we'll talk to you later. Talk to you next week. Bye. Cool. Bye. And we're clear.